shot first. Come on, grab your friends. We're gonna talk about Star Wars and stuff with Connor Oled and Andrew Roman. The fun will never end. Greeter shot first. So, Andrew. Yes, Connor. Where were you on April 15th, 1999? Well, so I'm thinking, I'm pretty certain I was in fifth grade in the year 2000, because I remember my fifth grade teacher making us do all the millennium stuff. Ooh, yeah, yeah. So that would put me in fourth grade. Hmm, Okay. Most likely, if it was a school day, you would have been there. I would have been there. Yeah, same here. But I know that one way or another, I would have went and saw Phantom Menace, which came out 20 years ago. Wow. Can you freaking believe it? I like Honestly, I had no idea that the actual release date was like 20 years ago yesterday. Yeah. And you had just said yourself uh, that it's hard to think that like we're the curmudgeon old Star Wars fans now, right? Yeah, exactly. You figure, you know, we... Like, probably com- relative to a lot of people who talk about the original trilogy, we were actually already older than they were when it came out. Right. When we saw episode one. Yes. So, you know, we have now literally aged an entire generation since the launch of episode one. That is insane. What's more insane is Uta Puta, everybody. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Greedo's Shot First. My name is Connor. I'm Andrew. And we're here to talk Star Wars. All things Star Wars and anything even freaking related to Star Wars. <laughs> Especially Phantom Menace, I guess. I, I guess. I Not know. really. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, so, Celebration has wrapped. Yes, it did. It has been a long, long weekend. Long four days. It has. I mean, oh. this is this is the most I've paid attention to anything in a really long time. I know. And uh, I want to thank everyone for uh, sticking it out with us. Uh, you know, it, it, we were trying our best to cover everything and just kind of keep it as up-to-date as possible. I know that we, you know, we've had a, you know, a show, then a day, then a show, and then a day, and now this show yes but uh hopefully today we're just going to cover everything else that we had yet to even really talk about most of everything but yeah most of everything else we talked about the movie and we've talked about the new game jedi fallen order and we were lucky enough to have uh brandon and andrew from games in that podcast come on with us so i want to thank those guys for stopping by yeah it was an awesome time i mean i hopefully if you guys like that we we might have a nice pleasant surprise for you in a few weeks something like that we'll see just gonna, that, that's it yeah so fingers crossed you know big things in the water we'll see what happens but again i just want to thank them and you know if you get a chance to check them out tuesdays on facebook they always stream at nine o'clock nine and o'clock. wednesdays uh the on podcast iTunes, on reggie's house on everything on everything that streams rss feeds i think is what he said yes so again yeah thank you and let's get into it so you like star wars I like Star Wars. Yeah? You like a lot of Star Wars? I mean, I'm not saying like, oh, I'm like disappointed or like I'm <laughs> I'm done. Like it this is a general fatigue of me. Yeah. But man, like celebration had it all. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean it's it's the it's the idea of, you know, 
someone strapping you to a wall and tickling you, but they just don't stop. Yes. And then all of a sudden, all your tickle sensation is just, it's torture after a while. Yeah. So that's basically how I'm at right now. Like, it's like, I, my bone can only be tickled so much. Yes. Or something like that. So I mean, like, I'll, I'll be fully honest. Like, I think, like, with both of us, neither of us have any idea what actually happened, like, at the episode one panel. No, no. Um, I, neither of us have seen any of, like, the Resistance stuff. No, but I know some of it. Like I know, I know tidbits, but we'll get into it. But okay. yeah, it's actually more than me, and I've even watched the show a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I'm just gonna lean into it because I have questions about you know the first season and everything. So, but um, well, I'll tell you. But why don't we just jump right into that? Okay. All right. So my first question. Mm-hmm. Now I know you've already watched Resistance and everything like that. Yes. Um, from what I saw today, they said that uh, season two will pick up right where season one left off. That makes no, sense. Yeah, no time jump, no anything like that. And I'm assuming it makes sense because of this other part, which I found out, is the fact that season one pretty much... Well, hold take, on, hold oh. on. If you haven't watched it yet... Spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah, I, <laughs> all right. I'm not trying to ruin any story elements, so yes. to speak, but I do know that at least for part of season one, it takes place during The Force Awakens. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the last handful of episodes, um, I'm trying to think exactly where we find out. Yeah. Um, but there is a there's a point where uh, Poe shows up mm-hmm. and because BB-8 is actually part of Resistance at first oh. of the TV show at first. OK. But he basically shows up and says, oh, I have to give you this other droid that's called CB-23 now because I need BB-8. He's on an important mission. And from that point forward, you know that basically it's running concurrent to the events of Force Awakens. No, fair enough. Well, I mean, from what I knew, like I, I, like I said, I have yet to watch it, but I know that the the famous General Hux speech yes. does indeed happen on the show. It like, does, and you almost see it happen like in real time. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the, I know I've seen like side by side comparisons of like the you know the film footage and then the Resistance footage and yeah. stuff like that. So I won't go into detail of you know anything else around it, but. What I found interesting is what they said, you know, yesterday from Celebration about this was like, you know, season two picking up after season one because it's going to logically follow the events of The Last Jedi. And, right. you know, and also that. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it confirms everything we already knew, you know, about, you know, the, the time jump between Force Awakens and Last Jedi. It could it's probably basically be basically negligible. Yeah. I was just say maybe hours. Ten, yeah, hours, 10 minutes, you know, yeah. maybe like Ray <laughs> just left. Who knows? So, I mean. For all we know, like there's there could be a little bit of a gap that they could work with, you mm-hmm. know, like time in this in the galaxy is very flaky at best, right? You know, well, yeah, because <laughs> sometimes they're... light speed travel takes weeks, or yeah. other times, you know, like Poe who is at Starkiller Base is then ready for the fight on Dakar or above re- Dakar, yeah, but no problem at all, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy, you know, and I, I'll be interested to see, you know, what they have to go with that because. Honestly, my thought is, you know, if this part of resistance is, you know, on the run, so to speak, from, you know, the the first order during season two or something like that, maybe it'll lead into more elements about, you know, the galaxy at this point that we just don't know. Yeah. And so I'm excited to see that, you know. And like I said, you know, when it comes to The Last Jedi, it's all focused on, you know, two plot points, essentially. And so it's it's very focused in you don't see the broad galaxy like we're used to seeing for star wars and so that's why i'm excited that you know they're picking right up where they left off and they're keeping that continuity going so i don't know stuff like that yeah yeah i i I mean that's actually that's pretty cool and i I mean i think there's some very fun threads that they could potentially pull on Mm -hmm. um we'll have to see if they actually go that route or not 
um, that, you know, basically the group of intrepid heroes from resistance could potentially meet up with say a character like snap. Yeah. Uh, who is absent from the last Jedi or the rest of black squadron. For that yeah. Matter. Or the rest of black squadron or potentially, uh, uh, Iden Versio's daughter and Ooh. the Duros guy. Yeah. From, oh, uh, Shriv, I think. Sh- yeah. Shreve. 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 Yeah. There's a lot of sh yeah. names. <laughs> Shreve. Shreve. Shiv. <laughs> Shmi. Ga. All right. I'll just stop. I think we could just go all day. Yes. It just reminded me if we ever have to come up with names for like a, you know, a trivia night or something like that, where the sh. <laughs> <laughs> just just <laughs> That's us. That's our Star Wars name. <laughs> uh but yeah so i don't know i found that interesting um yes. and then also they had like just a generic uh you know 20 year celebration just uh you know marveling over the events of starting a whole nother trilogy and how they you know all the groundwork that was laid to get there but i did learn a fun fact and this is in an article that i saw today apparently george lucas admitted that force or the phantom menace is like his favorite movie really yeah which you, if you could believe that well i think I know I've come a long way since uh, we first started doing this podcast, and I rated it as my least favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah. As I say, I think I've moved on that mostly just because I I guess I am I moved my judgment criteria from being more about the content of the film to being about the quality of the film. Right. And I don't think it's that unreasonable to say that it's the best of the prequels. It's a lot of practical effects. Yeah. I mean, more practical effects. Uh, I think a lot of the storytelling is before some of the characters got jaded. Uh, yeah, I can you know, see b- that. B- well, before some of the actors got jaded. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, to that end, I'd say, like, you know, I always say that of the three, you know, prequels, I always say that, like, Revenge of the Sith is always going to be up there. Right. Because it, it's just the story in general. Like, but, you know, yeah, it, but it, I think you're judging the story. Yeah, versus as... the quality and everything. Because, I mean, you know, you look at the beginning, you look through the whole movie, practically, and mm-hmm. you can tell almost everything's just done on a green screen. Right. And it's kind of, like, jarring in that uh, sense. Well, ha- like, I mean, not to keep going back to it, but having watched uh, Attack of the Clones on Blu-ray, it's like, uh, this, like... This movie does not look like what I thought it looked like <laughs> when you actually see it in like real high definition. Oh, well, I mean, the, the one of the most obvious ones I could point out to you, I it always I always notice it, you know, if I ever watch it. But it's when the you know, when the gunships come down, they save all the Jedi in the in the arena. There's that one point where Kiari Mundi and Mace Windu are on the gunship and they're helping people in. Right. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, for no point at all, a stormtrooper walks out. And just blocks the screen. Yeah. And you can completely tell that it's it was, like, done in post. Right. Like, they didn't need well, to make I mean, him, like, the focal point of the sh- Let's of the also shot. not forget that literally they never made a Republic uh, clone trooper costume. There are none. Yeah. They're all CGI. Yes, though, that's exactly <laughs> true, yeah. And, I mean, even to that end, like, in Episode 3, like, when you see Cody without his, you know, with his helmet, it's just... Uh, Tamora Morrison's head, yeah, like just like transposed. Superimposed, yeah, yeah it, it's ridiculous. So I don't yeah, know. So I don't know. That's it, just one of those things that it's going to make it really hard as we move forward to be able to share those movies. I think with, uh, you know, with my future children, <laughs> such that maybe they could exist. Fair enough. Uh, but all the same, yeah. I, uh, you know, I, 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 I was. It was nice to see them. You know, give like, uh, you know. 
a loving little tribute to everybody that was involved with the movie and everything like that. Like, you know, it, it may not be the best movie we've ever seen in our lives, yeah. but it definitely holds a place in our hearts for what it was at the time it came out, you know? So that's how I'm always going to look at it. Do you know who all attended? Did they get like the big names, the, uh, the Liam Neeson's and Ewan McGregor's? I, don't, and... I actually don't know if they did. Like, like I said, I know they had Warwick Davis. I know they had Ian McDermott and I know that they had the actor who played Jar Jar. I can't remember the dang guy's best. name. Yes. And then they also had Hayden Christensen for whatever reason, because he was <laughs> somehow involved. Yeah, Filling in for Jake Lloyd, who I think <laughs> is probably in jail. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows? But, yeah, it, 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 like I said, it was still a good time, and I mean, just everything else that was going on this weekend, you know, it kind of like, like we were saying before, it kind of just seemed like it was like the last day, everyone who saw what they wanted to see was already back at home mm-hmm. doing their thing, so, but, uh, you know, there's still plenty to talk about, Right. so, yeah. uh, but to that end, uh, why don't we jump to the next big item that we have yet to really talk about? Well, how about, okay, let's do Saturday We'll do a couple minutes on Saturday. Okay. And then let's get into the Sunday content, because I think that's where the meaty stuff for this episode is at. Right. So besides the video game coming out on Saturday. So that would be Galaxy's Edge and the Delray panel. Right. Okay. So the books and everything. Yes. All right. So tell us a little bit about the Galaxy's Edge that you had going on. Yeah. So uh, some news came out. Some additional details uh, came out about Galaxy's Edge. Uh, one of the, the things that we saw kind of right away was... Uh, what the drink containers are going to look like. Yeah, I did see that. It almost looked like, uh, well, I mean, it, they announced a partnership with Coke. Yes. And so, like, so Coke is canon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but, like, I, I mean, some of the ones I saw, it kind of looks like, it almost looks like a thermal detonator with, like, a nozzle. Yes. Essentially. Yeah, like the, uh, the actual Coke bottles and Sprite bottles and other products that they make uh, kind of had this, they're very, like, a round... And it looks like the top kind of pushes up and back, yeah. Such as a thermal detonator does, like as we see in Return of the Jedi, yeah. Um, but then they also in it, there was another video that came out, and you could see also bottles of water hmm. that almost looked like the uh, hyperfuel containers. Oh, like the the coaxium, yes, like from Solo, yes. That's cool. Yeah, and like the text, so it's Dasani water because that's Coke's water. Uh, Coca-Cola's water brand. <laughs> um, That's Coke Pop. Yeah. Wait. No. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, and so the Dasani is just kind of like inlaid in such a way as to make it look like it's almost weaving around Ooh. kind of the same way that the Coaxium did. That was my thought. I don't well, know if hey, that's actually what they were going for. That's still a pretty cool motif if they pulled it off and you didn't realize it. Yeah. Um, that's still cool, though. I mean, they, and, I mean, not to that end, besides the Coke dealership, Mm-hmm. Uh, or partnership, rather. Um, we also saw they have the uh, the replicas, like the lightsaber replicas yes. out, at least photos of like the displays and everything. Yeah. So, I mean, it all looks legit. Like, just all the parts that you can get for, you know, building your own lightsaber. Yes. It It's like you said, it is the true adult version, if we yes. can go for it, and what the hell. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, that... Uh, just kind of looking through this article from Slash Film because I, I didn't actually get to see the uh, Galaxy's Edge panel yet. I'm still going to try to like catch up on everything that I missed. Yeah. Um, but it, it's kind of like, well, we want to do this and kind of be done with it so we can move on and, and get back to kind of, you know, doing stories that we want to do as opposed <laughs> to feeling compelled to tell the news as it is. Yeah. I mean, the, we, we have no problems doing this. It was our 
it was our duty as uh, hosts of a Star Wars, affici- you know, affiliated show, so yes. to speak, to cover something Star Wars related. Yes. So, um, but yeah, but so we saw some of the the items that Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities, yeah, uh, has, and they look really cool. I mean, one of the pieces you can see is like the uh, headdress for Queen Amidala from the Phantom Menace. Right. I mean, it looks detailed, and it's probably made out of some metal. Uh, standing next to that is the statue of Maz Kanata from her castle, just in miniature. It's not like seventy feet tall or anything. No, but it's a cool like. Uh, I mean, it, it's a. It almost looks like it could be a hood ornament to the right person. Yeah, I but, would agree with that. Yeah, uh, and then we also have like some busts and figures of famous uh, Jedi and Sith. And the Jedi are kind of done in this gold patina, and the Sith are in like a black obsidian. <laughs> It's all kinds of cool. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm still trying to find it myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're all right. Um, but then the uh, some of the other pieces are, uh, like, you can see, like, the masks from the Clone Wars um, that the Beyonders, or whatever they're called, wore. Yes. Uh, the, the people that Yoda communed with? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, which is, like, a very minutia piece, but that's really cool that they're going to have something like that. I saw like a really cool uh, General Grievous helmet, ooh, uh, or like faceplate or whatever you would want to call it. Yeah, that could be a faceplate. Um, I mean, it looks to me. Um, obviously, this is kind of a while ago now for us, but when I talked about having traveled to Disney and kind of my experience there and comparing it to Wizarding World of Harry Potter, mm-hmm. um, it looks like they are delivering on like the attention to detail type of items that Good. a true Star Wars fan would be a fan of. Especially um, with all the like the iniquities in general that you're proffering right now. Like I'm sure someone who's way nerdier than you or I would be going in there and counting all of the beads that are on the headdress and stuff yeah. like that. And making sure that the correct lines and everything on the faceplate for Grievous and stuff like that. <laughs> You're missing two. Yeah, or something. Yeah. So I mean just I mean just that alone it's just like I mean, it's stuff that you probably never would have thought that you'd be interested in until you actually see it. It's like, man, I guess I do need that. Yeah. You know, like why not? Yeah. Get a Rancor head and put it above the fireplace. <laughs> That's what I would love to do. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and I do want to, I guess I want to spend just one more moment on yeah. like, the lightsabers and stuff. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they are, so they, they finally showed those off. And as Connor said, and as I had previously requested, <laughs> they are like, these are toys for big boys. Hell yeah. If you will. Um, they're definitely, so you can either do a totally custom build of your, whatever you want to create. Mm-hmm. Um and pricing wise, I mean, they're kind of pricey, but they're probably in line with like a Force FX style. Yeah, I mean, it, to that end, I would say you know what you're paying for. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's the obvious idea that okay, that maybe they're marking it up or something like that because it's a you know, it's Disney, it's a, yeah. it's a theme park, everything's gonna be marked up. But yeah, at the same time, if you're, I mean, like if you go into this and you want to build yourself something that looks substantial, you know, like we were saying before, like you had to build your own at the Universal one. But it was kind of like, you know, plastic piece, plastic piece, barely any kind of like silver paint on it or anything like that. Right. Yeah. So I mean, you, it was just cheap plastic yeah. chintz. Yeah. So for, for this, I mean, like I said, it, it it's it's sol- it looks like it's all solid. It looks yeah. like it could actually, you know, hold itself. If anything, I would say that like when it comes to taking this home, you just want to be careful about it. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. Like, yeah. it's, so it's one of these things where it's like you don't want to put that in your backpack and have them scan it because then it looks like... 
could be some kind of device. Yeah, you might you have know. to leave it behind in Anaheim or uh, in Orlando. Orlando, yeah. yeah. This is one of those things you might want to pay for the UPS and just yes. send, it, send it on home yeah. without you yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Or hopefully at least somebody has a checked bag. I always felt that way like whenever I would go on vacation. I would go to like, you know, like a Civil War uh, you know, reenactment or something like that. Because we'd always go down south, so there was always like those places that had like the artifacts and stuff like that. And I always wanted to get like a you know a knife or like a like a revolver or something like it's something that you knew just didn't work, but it was more for display than anything else. Right. But it's also the same thing if you knew you flew down there. Yeah, it would be hard to get that back. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like the last time I got something taken from me, and, and this is no joke, I got uh, I. They, 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 I have a very favorite like hot sauce. It's Cholula hot sauce, uh-huh. and um, it's very cheap for whatever reason down where my parents live in South Carolina. Okay, and so the years ago I flew down because I was it, I was just by myself, wasn't uh, you know with my fiance, and uh, my mom bought me four big bottles of this hot sauce. She wrapped them all together in. Uh, newspaper, like uh-huh. duct, basically duct taped the damn thing, wrapped it into a plastic bag and put it in my backpack. And sure enough, I got picked. Like when I was going through security and everything, I got picked. Uh, and they pull this thing out and it looks like a, you know, it looks like it, you know, a bob or something. It looks yeah. like it looks terrifying. <laughs> and like they roll into it. And it's like, you were going to have to keep this. It's above 30 ounces or, well, you know, 20 three ounces, ounces, three yeah. ounces or whatever it is. And it's like, of course it is. It, you know, this thing's almost a gallon. Yeah. And so I'm sure that there's still bottles of Cholula sitting on their break room table <laughs> that they stole off of yeah. me. And I feel Haven't terrible able to use them all. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. So I always think about that to myself. I don't know. I was just the sideballing, yeah. but it was still just like, God dang. Yeah. That would have been great. Yeah. But, and I, and I can, I can appreciate the, uh, the pain that you feel there. Oh uh, man! But they are. I mean, so I guess so. You can do your own custom build, and I think they're saying it'll be about 150 bucks in total. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're, but they are also definitely doing, you know, the movie screen accurate. Yeah. So you could get Anakin's, you can get Luke's, which right. is the same one. Yeah. If, if you and wanted it, to, you can go for the trifecta and get Rays. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I referred to that. I referred to it as such to like our friend group. Like, yeah. We were talking with. Andrew and Brandon after doing our episode yeah. and I had to be accurate about it. So I called it Anakin Luke Ray's lightsaber. Yeah. That's not a bad way of putting it. Yeah. I mean, at one point we're just going to have to say the lightsaber, I guess. Yeah. The I mean, it is the defining lightsaber. lightsaber. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, you see, you can get Darth Vader's. I'm assuming you can get Darth Maul's like all the big bads and all the, you know, the greater goods. I saw Mace Windu's there. Yeah. Mace, that would be a cool one. Mace's is a cool, I would love to get, uh, uh, Palpatine's one because they both have like the gold accent on it. Yes, yeah. that's just style, man. Yes, so I don't know. I, yeah, I'm all about it, and uh, you know, hopefully, you know, we can get down there soon enough to actually try it for one. You know, either one of us, and we'll see yes. what happens. So, yeah, I mean, I I don't even know if this is worth talking about, but if Disneyland would announce what the policy was for getting passes, I might have a chance to go. Yeah, because uh, I'm going to be in San Diego in June anyway. Which uh, I mean, yeah, you'd be so it's about yeah, it's about an hour and a half drive. Yeah, almost around, I mean, not around the corner, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, like, it, relatively speaking, it's around the corner. It's but, worth a rental car or Uber yeah, or whatever. Yeah, so. exactly. So, uh, so we'll, I'll, I'll keep everybody posted on that if, it, <laughs> if it's going to happen or not. But, Seriously. Uh, yeah, but it's like if if I can't guarantee my entrance, then like I'm not going to buy a ticket and drive that far away. They're on the on so. basis of luck. Yeah, exactly. So. I'm hoping for some clarification in the next couple of weeks. Well, you could always just say, you know, 
rebellions are built on hope, I guess. <laughs> so, yes. I don't know. I'm just trying to give you hope. Well, I appreciate that. That was helpful. <laughs> I feel uh, I feel emotionally supported now. All right. I'm sorry. But uh, to get back at it, the other big thing on Saturday was, as you were saying before, the Delray books. Yes. And I had already brought this up, uh, I think, on Friday. Um, you know, they had the, the the big book display up and everything, and they they brought a you know they brought a few people on stage and everything to talk about all the books and all the projects that they're having come through. And uh, I mean, just today, actually, as of today, I, I'm I'm almost certain that Master and Apprentice it, by Claudia Gray is out. So I'm very interested in that. If that's the truth, I'm going home and getting it myself right now. Yeah. And uh, I'll be sure to come back and bog you about how you haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> so. You know, and yes, I surprise you. Oh, yeah. Say, uh, the world turns and all that kind of stuff. So we'll see. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. So I'm excited about that. And I mean, like they sh- they they already had a bunch of other books that they've partly you know, they pumped out so far. Like they had every book on display. Uh, and they were also talking about the Black Spire books that we were already brought up. Um, I don't know if they talked about the comics per se. No, I did it, see. So I did see that there was a a short Marvel panel of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um I think it might have been late in the day on Saturday, but I, I don't really know anything about it. Yeah. And then I know IDW was supposed to do something yesterday. Yeah. Because yeah. yesterday was kids' day. Yeah. I don't think either one of us caught that, unfortunately. No. Um, um, but, I mean, the only other thing I can add on to it uh, that I'm excited about, like I said, uh, they just announced today it's a group called Star Wars Books. It's part of Lucasfilm Publishing. Uh-huh. Um, they said that there's this project going around called project luminous yes and uh, it's slated to come out in 2020 uh and it's a collaboration of a bunch of different authors i wish i could pull up the article my phone's being finicky right now um but authors that they have include claudia gray uh daniel jose uh louder I think older older um actually if you're bringing it up i, I can get it yeah, justina ireland uh Charles Soul. Charles Soul, yeah. Yeah, which you had told me. I didn't realize he's the guy who did the most recent uh, Darth Vader run. Yes. So that's fun. Yeah, and I think actually, you, yeah. So the only other name that you didn't mention was Kevin Scott. Yes, which is, is that's he, a big. He's already working on the. Um, what is that called? I forget what it, it's. Jedi something. Good uh, lord. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dooku Jedi Lost. Yes. Okay. Dooku Jedi Lost. This goes back to that game I played with you to just be like, is this a real Star Wars title or not? <laughs> yeah. Something, something Jedi. Oh, yeah. that's obviously, you know. So. Definitely a real title. <laughs> but yeah, so he's involved with that. And like, I mean, not to mention that, you know, just, they have a bunch of different authors collaborating on something, you know, that's Star Wars related. I'm always excited about. But I also just theorized with you, Andrew, that being, you know, 2020 and everything like that, my thought is maybe, you know, maybe they're doing... Uh, the 40th anniversary of uh, Empire Strikes Back, as they did with the 40th anniversary of A New Hope. Right. And then they would make their own, from a certain point of view, yeah, book. 40, 40 stories for 40 years of Empire kind exactly. of thing. But I'm like it, to that end, you know, uh, from a certain point of view, like I said, it, it's it's a it's a point of view from almost forty different characters plus. Yes, you know, like there's some there's some stories that involve more than one character and all this kind of stuff. But I mean, it's all the background characters. So my I mean, my question to you is like, if this is indeed what they're doing for Project Luminous, they're making a background character central book for Empire Strikes Back. So one thing I'll would Go. say is that I don't think there's that many background characters. But that's just it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what all it could be. I, like, 
It would have to be like four stories from deck officer's point of view. Yes. Deck officer. Yeah. Deck officer. Or Dak. Or Dak. Or Dak. Yeah. So, all right. So we could learn from Dak. We could learn from the deck officer. We could probably learn from um, the general, you know, I can't remember his dang name. General, it's not Dodonna. It's um, Reikian. Reikian. Yes. So General Reikian. Uh, general Veers. General Veers. The Ooh. only competent Imperial in the entire saga. Yeah. Uh, who apparently still ends up dying at the Battle of or of Hoth. Wait a minute. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's Julian deleted. Julian Glover. Uh, what's his face? Yeah. From uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah. He's also uh, the old guy uh, in Game of Thrones. In Game of Thrones. I can't think of his cricket. Pycelle. Frick- Pycelle, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah. The... Um... So he could be it. I mean, there's there's tons of different. Torn Far is Torn. the other woman, the only other woman. Oh, the one is standby. Ah, yeah. Control. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. To so that end, so like we were talking about from a certain point of view, like they do a story for the um, the 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 one-eyed monster in the Death Star. Yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah. They had to stretch it in the, Star Wars, and you had the whole cantina and everything like that. Right. Unless, I mean, I guess they could do the ice cream machine guy There's on the Bespin. I, all right, so there's all the people on Bespin. You could do an Ugnaught's perspective. You could do, you could even do a Lando perspective, for that matter, before oh, but everyone But he's the show, main character. Yeah, but before everyone shows up or something like uh, that. Maybe you know, that. Maybe. You yeah, know. I mean, I guess they do a chapter, like, in a, from a certain point of view, there is a chapter that is an Obi-Wan chapter. Right. And there's one for Lando, for that matter, in that one. Yeah. But what I'm getting at is, like, imagine the chapter would be Lando you know, being talked to by Darth Vader before everything lays down or something like that, you know, him coming to the realization that this deal is getting worse all the time and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Or like I said, since they were talking about, I, I can't remember what the freaking alien's name is, but regardless, if they're going that route and they're choosing aliens, you know, ones that just practically don't have a word or a phrase, <laughs> they can go for the Wampa space slug. They can go for the space slug, right? I'm just I'm not, I'm just spitballing here. I mean, they could go for the thing that pulls R2D2 down in the in the Dagobah swamp for all we know. The or Komodo they could do dragon. One, yeah. They could do one for freaking uh, Yoda again. I don't know. Well, like, yeah, I mean, I, I think that would probably be an inevitability. So, I mean, it, there are possibilities. It's just a matter of which ones they want to go for. Yeah. So, I don't know. It'd be interesting. Yeah. I mean, that would be interesting, but <coughs> I mean, I guess the counterpoint is what if it's called Project Luminous because it's actually going to be a book series? Mm, I would be all about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, yeah, I know. Look, this it's straight up. This is all just wishful this thinking. Is, yeah, pure speculation. You know, and I mean, like I said, I, I would just be as just as interested to read a story that's all the background perspective and all that kind of stuff. But to have something new that could be a new book series that takes place after Episode Nine. Yeah. That. Yeah, start a whole new EU like that. Yes. So. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, again, I don't want to speculate too much on this, and I know we want to get into uh, the Sunday panels, which were probably, you know, pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, they were pretty awesome. They oh. weren't probably pretty awesome. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I do wonder, since we're not going to necessarily get movies that are going to follow these characters, maybe that's how you kind of start to branch out a little bit. Maybe. You know, so I mean, for all we know, they might even do a book series on the Mandalorian himself or something like that. Yeah. Or more characters that will get introduced in the new season of Clone Wars or whatever. So I'm just curious. I want to keep an eye on it. But, you know, we won't. I don't know if we'll hear anything concrete until maybe either the end of the year or 2020 itself about Project Luminous itself. Yeah. I mean, I'm wondering if it could be, you know, after Episode 9 hits. 
Most likely. I'm just going to read this real, real briefly. It's literally two sen- three sentences. Go. Something really big is coming. Really is all capitalized. <laughs> the Force is what gives a Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things until... Until... And that's where it stops. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not saying that definitely means it's not an Empire Strikes Back anthology kind of thing, but that doesn't read to me like it's an Empire Strikes Back anthology kind of thing. It doesn't, because <laughs> I was even trying to think of where that like certain phrase comes from, and it that actually comes from... Well, first of all, if you want to really dive deep on speculation, it comes from Obi-Wan, and it comes from Obi-Wan in A New Hope. Right. And he's, you know, he's saying this to Luke or whatever, so... Maybe it's even like an alternative history or something. Ooh, that would be, see. I'm all about that kind of stuff. Like, you know, do I would always love to see a thing of like, what would happen if Anakin just was like, no, you know, you're putting all this stuff into my head. My my wife's not gonna die. I mean, what are you doing, crazy? Yeah. You know, and then I, I would just love to see how it unfolds. I'd lo- I'd love to hear someone's opinion on like what their thoughts of the galaxy were. Like, what's his? You know, what's what's gonna happen? Yes, you know, yeah. I don't know. I could spitball all day about these, <laughs> those theories and whatnot, but yeah. maybe. I mean, and I don't know. And this is my ultimate wishful thinking. Like you kind of described your hope that it would be an anthology book mm-hmm. uh, as wishful thinking as well. But like they've always stated that they might not necessarily never do actual EU content again. Mm. What if the you know they kind of combine an alternative history with some of the existing EU premises and it's like, here is something new and unique. So you're thinking that, uh, the Yuzhan Vong are coming? Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, seriously. Like just, ima- all right. Just for, you know, for right now, just imagine the end of episode nine, everyone's happy cheering, you know, arms all around everybody. And next thing you know, there's a big shadow in the sky. And it's a goddamn world ship. And it's like, well, we're doomed, you know. Yeah. Where's C-3PO at, you know? <laughs> so, and then it leads into the whole... Like, they could just take the whole freaking New Jedi Order that I'm reading right now and just change all the names and mm-hmm. be like, this is it. This is this is our this is our new story. Yeah. You know, Ben? <laughs> That's not right. It's uh, <laughs> Kylo or something. Right. But still. Yeah. Just... No, I, I... I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm certain it's probably not that, but... Yeah, I mean, it would be interesting. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think it, it carries a, a little bit of weight, a little bit of panache. It, it it piques my interest in a way that I'm kind of surprised by. Right. So, I mean, yeah. Again, like I said, this is just one of those things we're going to keep our ear to the ground. Let's just see what's going on. You know, if we hear anything else, we'll bring it back up to everybody. But yep. for right now, speculate if you will. Comment. Let us know what's going on. And there you go. Yep. So, all right. Shall we talk about Sunday? Yes. All right. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? It doesn't matter to me. All right. What actually happened first? I think it was the Mandalorian. I think it was the Mandalorian. So let's talk about that. Yes. The Mandalorian. Oh, my God. Okay. So this was one of the only panels I was actually able to catch live. Yeah. And uh, it was really worth it because it was, it was cool. It was fun. They had uh, John Favreau and Dave Filoni come out first. Yes. And uh, it was just cool because... Dave Filoni is just so cool with it. His cowboy hat, like he, yeah. just, he doesn't go anywhere without it. The kind yeah. of deal, you know. And so, yeah, him and John, they're they're going back and forth about like the whole production deal and everything like that. Now, I didn't know this, but like they've been sharing each other, like you know, just all their different stories about Star Wars and stuff like that. And like John Favreau himself called Dave Filoni his master, like I am the Padawan to my master and all this kind of stuff. Because yeah. 
Dave Filoni's basically telling him, "Was like, you know what? The prequels are pretty good." <laughs> like, Dave, yeah. like that's the part that I love the most is the fact that Dave Filoni, the guy who's responsible for some of the greatest animated shows for Star Wars, yeah, is an absolute prequels nut. Yeah. So I mean, more you know, more power to but, him if that's his his wheel bag. But, it's but like, he's contributed all of the best parts of the prequels. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> I think he was just like. And it, I know how to make this better, and he did. That's yeah. that's basically it. So, but I mean, it's still cool. And like, not to mention that like Dave Filoni himself is. I mean, he's what I think everyone would have wanted out of George Lucas if George Lucas was part of the fan base, right? You know, like George Lucas had the mind and the you know and the story and all this kind of stuff. But when it came to actually feeling the presence of the characters and everything like that, that's where Dave Filoni comes in. He knows. Yeah. He knows how all these characters work and all this kind of stuff. He knows how to make it work. So regardless, they introduced all the other actors that were coming on for this. They had uh, Pedro Pascal. Mm-hmm. They had uh, Gina Carano. Carano. I kept wanting to say Carvano. My bad. And um, they had Apollo Creed himself come out. Yeah. Uh, uh, Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers. I couldn't think of his freaking name. But he was the coolest thing. He came out and everyone, like there are people in the audience are shouting, Apollo, Apollo. And all of a sudden he grabs the microphone and just goes, I want you. I want you. He's like pointing into the crowd, getting them yeah. all fired up. So he was excited to be there. Yeah. He, yeah. His, like his enthusiasm to me was like the best part of that panel. It really was. Yeah. Like they were all, I mean, they were all excited about it, but I think it was just Carl Weathers just like, I'm back, baby. You know, yeah. like, he's back for a new franchise. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, let's put it this way. He's been killed by the Predator. He's been killed by a Russian. So, <laughs> uh, spoilers. But <laughs> if you've never seen that Rocky, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Regardless, they showed some footage. So, this is what happened. I was watching the, I was watching the panel, and uh, John Favreau said something along the lines of, so someone was asking if we might have some, um, you know, footage or something to show you guys today yada 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 he's like oh and i like jumped in my seat i was like hell yeah this is it you know i'm gonna watch it live i'm so excited and he's like the people at home we might experience a bit of a blackout so just stay with us and he throws up the blackout and it's like be back in four minutes and it's like are you kidding me so (laughs) they hit it yeah they hit that well so and i guess the way that it actually works out Mm -hmm. so they did they showed you know about a three and a half minute scene like uninterrupted scene yeah and then at the very end is when they actually dropped the sizzle reel trailer. Right. Which I also noticed, like, you know, like John Favreau saying goodbye to everybody at home, but he's not saying goodbye to people at the at audience. The, yeah, in the audience. And then I was watched, you know, we were able to get the uh, videos yeah. eventually. Yeah. And uh, it was like, oh, this is seven and a half minutes long. Why is it so long? And it's because there was actually two videos and they only even acknowledged that one existed. Oh, so that's where it was. And it's just like, it, 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 it caught everyone off guard, you know, because it, like I said, for me, especially because I was just like, come on. Yeah. You know, like I was all pumped. I was like, I'm going to catch this live. Like I missed episode nine live. So I was like, at least I can get to this and yeah. I can like bug you about it. It's like, <laughs> you're yeah. something. Yeah, espe- you know? yeah. Especially because I admit I did not get to see it live. Uh, so, I mean, regardless, it was, it was exciting. It was a good panel. Everyone was real happy to be there. We got to learn more about their characters and everything yeah. like that and their motivations. I do. Want, I want to pause on that for a moment. Go ahead. Well, first off, Carl Weathers' character's name is like fantastic. Gar Saxon or no. Gar Saxa or whatever. No, it's Grief Marga. Grief Marga. What but the... just the fact that his first name is Grief. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, it'll play into his character type. Yeah. Clearly, from what we know of the footage, you know, yes. he's a he's a person in the business of grief. Yes. If you will. Yeah. Some we'll, ways. We'll 
get into that in a moment. Right. But what they revealed about uh, uh, Gina Carano's name, character's name, is that it's Cara Dune. Cara Dune, right. Why does that sound familiar? How far into Rebels have you gotten? Caleb, right? <laughs> yeah, Caleb Dune. What? Oh, dude, come on. <laughs> you asked me how far I got into it. First of all, I haven't gotten that far. I mean, I'm... F- all right. I want to say I'm on the fourth episode. Okay. Like, um... Well, but you probably even know that from A New Dawn. Oh, no, I do know that from yeah. A New Dawn. I don't know why it didn't hit me. I think I'm yeah. just so, so used his, to Kane and Jarrus. Yeah. But yeah. So his real name reemerges in Kale- f- the fourth season. I won't say any more. Cool. I don't know anymore, honestly. Okay, good, because um, I don't know either. Yeah. So. But, We're your hosts. We don't know nothing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just reminded that his name is Caleb Dune. So you... Mm, mm. I mean, I'm not projecting anything. No. Really? But, you're right. You're right. All right, so... But what we also know is that she is an ex-rebel soldier. Right, ex-rebel soldier. Shock, shock trooper. Shock trooper, to that matter. Like, when you see images of her, like, you know, she's not disheveled, so to speak, but, like, her hair is kind of all over the place, and then, like, her armor is, like, real beefy. Yeah. So, you know, she looks like she's already a hardcore character in her own right. Yeah. So, and yeah, that was the other thing, too. They they released some still images of everyone, how they looked, and all this kind of stuff. Like, the images of the Mandalorian look great. Like, that yeah. rifle that he's holding is just yes. insane. <laughs> so, you know, I'm excited to see how it all kind of comes down. Um, but should we talk about the footage? Yeah, let's talk about the footage. All right, so for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, there's... I mean, I don't know how long this is going to last or how long it's going to be until yeah, they actually... Yeah, it seemed like when it first... Like, after out. the panel first went out and people were trying to upload them, they were getting taken down pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, we like we have a video that we were able to see, and I'm pretty sure I can still access it. Yeah, same thing. And then here. our buddy Brandon sent us... The same uh, thing cu- today. The same thing today. It almost looked like it was the exact same video. Oh, I'm so almost certain, because it's like the, the, the same title. Because yeah. it's a sizzle reel plus... Five minutes or whatever, plus trailer or something like yeah. that. So, but, so, all right. So the way the footage goes, at least the ones that we saw today, because we, I, I, you know, I, we watched everything. We'll start off right with like the first few minutes of the episode that they showed. Yeah. All right. So it opens up with grief. Yes. Uh, talking to the Mandalorian about you know some jobs and basically just passing out these chits. You know, saying, uh, what was it bail jumper, bail jumper, bail jumper, bail jumper, you know, making a joke out of it yeah. or whatever. And wanted go- smuggler. Exactly. Yeah. Going into his whole thing of just like, you know, what's your highest thing? And it's like uh, 5,000. He's like, that's, a- that can't even pay for gas these days or whatever. And tells him pretty much right off the bat. He's like, I got a serious one for you if you want it. And that's where the story leads. It leads us to all these new, exciting characters. You're walking through this marketplace. This is the part that you- it's hard to tell because it's all grainy footage. But uh, when it goes to the marketplace, the first shot you see is of a a monkey lizard. Yeah, Kawaki monkey lizard on a spit. Yeah. And it was and like it's it unfocuses on that to a, a live monkey lizard yeah, in the just cage with horror on its face. Yeah, exactly. So it's it is pretty funny in that. I, I'll be excited. I'll be excited to see that in real time and everything. Yeah. But uh, yeah, showing him goes through his thing. He's going through the back alleys. For what it's worth, we do see R five D four in that moment. I missed that. It's, I know he. Uh, people have said as much I, that he's in there. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to like sidetrack the conversation, but the one thing I will say is, I hope the whole thing isn't as fan servicey as that scene. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was too much. The Kawaki monkey lizard <gasps> followed immediately by R five D four, and then he walks up to the to the door, and it's the Jabba, and it's like the Jabba like eye droid thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it was too much. 
that was too much fan service in two minutes. You're, I mean, you're not even getting to the best part of the fan service. Well, who re- who receives him? A gunk droid. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> he like the door opens up and it's a gonk droid and it leads him down this like dark narrow hallway and yeah. you know that's where the adventure picks up. He meets with uh, this and even just the way that they shot that particular scene, like it it switches from that perspective and then it zooms out mm-hmm. to show like the scale of it. But then it's just like a small little door that opens versus like the big Java Palace yeah, door, which yeah. is more like just kind of more of that I don't know fan service, but. Yeah, but so then we we the Mandalorian walks into this room and there's storm stormtroopers. Yeah, just, like a bunch of them. They're dirty. They're disheveled themselves. Yes. You know, not like there's only a few of them with like actual blasters. A couple have pistols, so you can tell like they're kind of like on the run. You yeah. know, and uh, he meets with a kindly old German man. Uh, Real name Werner Herzog. Herzog. I know he has a, a name in the show, but it has yet to be revealed. Yeah, they did not reveal it. And uh, he basically, they just sit down and they talk through a transaction. You get to see this cool moment where, uh, you know, a door randomly opens up while the Mandalorian's in the middle of all these stormtroopers. And all of a sudden he just goes into defense mode. He pulls his, like, he pulls his rifle from his back, pulls his pistol from his holster, and he's just, he's got two guys right there. Yeah. Like classic, like, Western style. Yeah. And one guy's like, you got four on one. He's like, I like those odds. Yeah, that was like, I, that was perfect. It was like letter perfect to what I want my Mandalorian to be like. Right. So I mean, and, right there, it's just like, ah, yeah. it's pumped. And it kept reinforcing what Favreau and Filoni were talking about in the early parts where they were like, you know, we, this is a Kurosawa TV show. Yeah. Uh, you know, it is a, a lone gunman. It's, you know, the, the lone samurai, the lone whatever. Keeps it up, yeah. Uh, he, he, uh, negligent do-gooder, I guess yes. you could say, some yeah. way. Yeah, you know, just the guy comes in, he wants some water, and says, "You could drink from the trough outside." Yeah, you know, it's like it just starts trouble for town. Yeah, uh, and at no point does he take his helmet off. Yeah, so that's just it. The only time, all right, to get back into the other footage, all right, so that, that's basically where it ends, right? You watch it for yourself. You know, it doesn't sound like much that we described, but it's enough to get you excited. Yeah. Uh, the sizzle reel included parts where you actually saw him without the helmet. But that was mainly just for him in between takes mm-hmm. but for everything else that we saw we didn't we absolutely did not see pedro pascal's face at all yes so yeah. for all we know he's probably not even in the show yeah <laughs> he, could, he could just be providing voice exactly voice yeah. only yeah but uh you know everything sounds good it sounds fluent and you know it, it, it's true i like that motif that he just he keeps himself kind of like you know random in that point you know yeah. like he could pull it off and hide in plain sight if he had to or something yes that might even come into play who knows mm-hmm. but i do like that fact he kind of you know it gives you that whole boba fett feel that everyone's been wanting you know yep. just like this is my face like my mask is my face kind of yeah. deal yeah so that's exciting then you got to see images um you know of all the different aliens and uh all the directors and everything that they're working on um Oh, what the heck. From the little teaser trailer they showed at the end, we also got to see IG-88 in action. Yes, that was awesome. It was really awesome. Did you expect him to move like that? No, but I mean, but we never see him move. In the first place. In the first place, yeah. I mean, I guess in like the, the Clone Wars episode. They do have and that. And they do kind of do that, like can just like. Contort shift, themselves yeah, any shift which and way. Pivot, however which way. Oh, God. So, I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what he brings to the fray, so to speak. Yes. So, I'm excited about that. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I thought the sizzle was all pretty good. I mean, in some of the other details that they kind of did let out. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I wasn't totally on board with the ship. I'm no, not saying, like, oh, I want it to look like Slave One or anything like that. But, but 
but it's, there's a certain Mandalorian style, and this doesn't really have it. No, if anything, he might. I mean, that just might be his own. You know, his own feel yeah. for it. Well, they say it's like it is a repurposed like gunship from uh, the, the Galactic War. Civil War. I can see that. Honestly, yeah. you look at it, like the, just the body itself. Yeah. You know, repurpose the wings, put jet. You know, put space engines on or whatever yeah. you want to call it, and yeah, it. I mean. I, I don't know. I, I Once I see the final product of the ship and everything, I feel like I might fall in love with it. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, they always do a great job with the ships one way or another. So, yeah. you know, it'll be interesting to see how they play it off. Yeah. And I guess that's what I'm getting at is that the more that they did kind of reveal just in this little panel, the mm. more I was like, I'm OK with this. <laughs> um, but it, yeah. And it's going to be called the Razor Crest, which is a solid name. Ooh. Um, and they I mean, they, they did show a pretty cool video and they did allow us plebes at home to watch this where they were showing how it's actually a practical model right and how it was done yeah. so like they it's a very interesting uh process essentially where they they take a photo of the same like you know the of the same scene in multiple different like uh i don't know lightings if you will mm-hmm. so like there's a point where they actually put like leds or something you know lit up in the engines yeah for the engine and there was only a certain you know camera uh, function that could actually catch the burners or something like that. So it's just through the magic of editing and everything like that that it actually makes it work. But it, you could tell it's a model, and uh-huh. they're filming it like they would have filmed, you know, the Death Star run back in '77. Yep. And I mean that makes me excited. I, yeah. I you know, it may look a little spongy right now, a little. Yeah. Eh, I mean, know. I think that's just why they weren't inclined to show everybody the footage right now. It's just mm. because it is like I think they're probably just at a point where it's not quite as finished. Yeah. I'm sure it'll get there. You know, yeah. it's just all a matter of timing. So I'm excited to see more about it. it we got our first taste of it. They have, I mean, with everyone leaking the trailer and all this kind of stuff, they have to. They're gonna, yeah, they'll they'll do a proper release probably yeah. soon. I'm sure. I would hope so. And they, if anything, it's just another way to pump up their numbers for future subscribers. Well, exactly. I think they'll they'll wait until like the pandemonium surrounding. Disney slash Disney plus slash Star Wars starts to wane. Mm-hmm. Then they'll just take that same exact footage and just be like, here, here you go, go, folks. High quality. Yeah. Not from the left this time. Yeah. Straight on. <laughs> yeah. Not from, well, stage right. But... <laughs> Either way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited for it. We'll keep an eye out for anything else that's coming along the line. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I, the one thing I do want to touch on was John Carlo Esposito. Ooh, wait. In the trailer. Like in the actual sizzle reel. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, go into it. What are you talking about? Like Gus Fring. Oh, God. I, he I, I only know him. freaking fierce. Didn't he? Yeah. Because you already know him as a bad guy anyway. Yeah. I knew. All right. You had to say Gus. I yeah. was just like, why does that name sound familiar? My, yeah. <laughs> all my circuits were fried. I'm yes. sorry. <laughs> he yeah. did. Like. I wanted to try and get Eva's attention while we were watching this. And I was just like, she's on her phone doing whatever. And I just was like. Isn't that that guy from Breaking Bad that you like? And it's like, oh, he's yeah. gone. So, but yeah, like he's flying a Tie Fighter and everything. Yes, I'm curious to see where his deal is. Like what, yeah. like what his whole spiel is. Uh, you know, post fall of the Empire and everything like yeah. that. So, yeah, no, definitely. I, he, to me, he was a bit of a scene stealer in the images we got of him. Yeah. So. I mean, and that says a lot because we got to see some other, like, I mean, for for love of money appeared. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, which I don't think we knew was going to happen. Uh, and 
I th- I mean, I think Nick Nolte's character very well might be an Ugnaught or Maybe. something like that. Because they did kind of show one establishing shot of a small creature, like, riding on a dewback or something. It could be him. I mean, yeah. there was a, like, a first of all, all right, to get back to that, the, the trailer and everything like that. Like, I just love the amount of, like, old school aliens. Like, aliens you actually saw in the cantina, yeah. repurposed again. The dude with the horns and, like, yeah, uh, the Deveronian. The Deveronian. They actually saw a Twi'lek. Now... I love the new trilogy and everything like that. And I, I mean, I, I know what they're going for. And I also accept the fact that it's a big galaxy. So there's so many different like species that can exist, mm-hmm. but why not bring back at least one or two like familiar ones that we're, yeah. we know for, why not bring in Nithorians or Rodians or any, like Twi'leks for that matter? Like just, just throw them in there for goodness sake. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. That is one of the complaints that I have with like the new trilogy movies. Yeah. It's just like the lack of that. The only thing you have familiar is like the Soliston nine yeah. nub, you yeah. know, I mean, that's about it. Yeah. But yeah, like if they could bring everyone back, that'd be, I would love that. It'd be my, my two cents to that end. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree with that. And I, I think this is, as I say, I hope it doesn't, I hope it's not quite so nostalgic as that Bet short it. three minutes showed, yeah. but I could also see that being like the first three minutes of the entire series mm-hmm. basically. And then it's like, okay, this is, you know, we've got you on the hook now. If you're like, whether you want the new story or whether you're just here because you love that nostalgia. Yeah. And now we're not going to be quite so heavy handed with it. I just, I mean, I'm, I'm so hopeful. Everything seems to be going well for it. So yeah. like I said, I, I might have to go and watch this again after we're done. So yeah. it just makes me think of how cool it is in the, in the music alone. Let's finish yeah. with that. The music sounds it it doesn't have it, it's not huge and you know yeah, it's operatic not as, yeah it's not the saga score yeah. but you can still hear certain kind of twings and little yeah, elements yeah. but if anything else it just sounds it sounds more desolate right and it has that very like, once again it has that kind of loner sound to it exactly yeah it's just like it, it's it's on its own which is what they're trying to establish about the Mandalorian. he works himself so yeah i love it yeah so i yeah, I mean, very impressive, but I have to say, in terms of panel presentation and in terms of like what we saw from the trailer, mm-hmm. Clone Wars beat it out of the park. Dude, Ahsoka <laughs> lives! Come well, on! Well, I mean, she does. Yeah, of course, dude, we do that right now, but still, everyone was chanting it, I just wanted to be in. Uh, so yeah, dude, uh, well, here, before we get too far into it, I just had one little thing that bugged me about it. Sure. All right, so... Clone Wars Season 7, they revealed the trailer and everything, right? Now it's t- Clone Wars Season 6. Right. That's exactly <laughs> it. Yes. So, I we're, I mean, I, we were just watching the trailer before we started going into this because yeah. I was like, yeah, let me just watch one more time, you know. All right, one more time. One, one, one more time, you know, but still. <laughs> right at the corner of the video, you could see where it says, you know, Clone Wars Season 6 uh, sneak peek. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I've seen season six. Yeah. You know, it, that's, that's where Fives dies. That's where yeah. freaking Yoda goes to talk with Bane. Like, yeah. a lot of stuff happens in season six. Come on. So, but yeah. I mean, I think we even talked about that all the way back when we did our, you know, top five Clone Wars arcs. Right. I feel like when we talked about that, we even said as much that, like, those lost episodes are considered non canon But in the same vein. There's a shot talking about how... Uh, fives. Yeah. Is like fallen. Captain Rex lamenting... His fallen fall, brothers. Yeah, and exactly. The and first, Fives is the first one that he mentioned. The first one! And it's the shot from the old episode. Yeah. So, so, I don't know. Yeah, so I'm not really sure how to interpret that. I mean, I can, I've, I've also heard kind of some theories that suggest that 
that arc is canon mm. because it kind of has to be because of the whole rebels of it all pulling yeah, their thing they out their so. inhibitor chips etc yeah um but that the rest of it is still considered not yoda canon. just had a fever dream yes just some, some kind of deal yeah mm. well, Did a little peyote or something <laughs> space peyote uh but yeah i mean i'm just telling you right now I, I, i'm super pumped uh i mean everything about it is just it's it's reeling me back in and I'm, I'm just so happy that i'm able to share this with you because like i remember i remember like you know working with you uh, every so often and like i would just be like it's like that one time on the clone wars or whatever and it's like yeah yeah i haven't watched um, it yet i don't know yeah it's like oh. <laughs> I, I would have to convince you it's like i trust me it's not as cartoonish as you think right and obviously yeah and it's just like and you know you could see that it's like everyone who grew up with the show is pumped like yes. it, it it was a big deal yesterday and like the, the the panel itself like you said was just out, out of control yeah and they like i mean what i appreciated was when they got to the actual trailer reveal mm-hmm. like even I, I would almost argue even more than the episode nine trailer reveal like they had to pause to allow like the standing ovation to run its course i'll believe it uh because it was just that emphatic well look just base it off of this, man. Like, cause episode nine, it's episode nine, right? Yeah, you know, it, it was gonna be a big deal, whatever. You know, same thing goes for Mandalorian, same thing goes for Fallen Jedi. Like, it was these were all big announcements. The difference with Clone Wars is the fact that it was so fan driven. Yes, that it to came save back it. Yeah. to save it. Yeah, Clone Wars saved. Hashtag Clone Wars <laughs> saved popped yes. up what like a year ago when they dropped uh, the the original like well, trailer for it. Yeah, or well they. Uh... Yeah, so I mean, it started as you know, save the Clone Wars when it was originally canceled. And, right. I mean, and it was one of the most uh, hashtagged uh, hashtags like, out there. Yeah, <laughs> like social media campaigns. Yeah, you know, for for any show out there. I told you, I signed the petition. Yeah. So. Um. You know. So then, whenever they did the initial, you know, Clone Wars saved that yes. they they inverted it to make it Clone Wars saved. <laughs> it's just like. I just love the fact that it is like I think I you know we, I texted you or two you texted me or whatever it was and it was just like we did it yeah yeah <laughs> but that's just it yeah so you have such a personal investment in this story right that like the idea that it's coming back you're gonna be complete after this is happening like that's the most exciting part because yeah. you, you almost feel like there's this gap left out like all right for anyone who's watching Game of Thrones right now. And this goes, honestly, this goes real true for the book readers, because I'm one of the book readers. Imagine this season that just started this past Sunday never happened. Imagine right. that, like, you know, Benny Off and Weiss just fell off the place, the you know, face of the earth, and you never hear from him again, and no one decides to pick up the IP. Who wins? What happens? That's exactly what it felt like. Yes. You know, granted, you knew what happens at the end of, you know, Revenge of the Sith and stuff like that, but still, there's this huge gap of time between each one mm-hmm. let alone like how all the different clones and everything would have reacted to order 66 and just everything that went down so that's what i'm pumped for because i i know that the original idea behind the end of clone wars was supposed to coincide with the story events of revenge of the sith like there was supposed to be a point where you followed ahsoka and captain rex and cody and everything as they were helping you know obi-wan and anakin through you know the siege of coruscant and going to utapau and stuff like that like that was all supposed to be canon like that was all supposed to happen and now i'm hoping that it does indeed happen like i'm interested to see what happens with rex when it does go down we already know what happens with cody he doesn't even think about it he just snaps and just like you know what the obi guy is not really that great and just shoots him kills his dragon yeah you know but 
I don't know. I, that, it's sad. <laughs> yeah. Dra- Dragon's name was Boga, but <laughs> <laughs> you didn't need to know that. Hashtag um, Boga lives. Yeah, probably Sorry. not. <laughs> Yeah, but I guess what I appreciated, I mean, to kind of go back to the actual moment of, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I appreciated it was a little bit more of like an authentic panel, I would argue. Yeah. Um, you know, like they actually had a panel host as opposed to the Mandalorian, which really like it just I mean, had it's, it's, John Favreau. And, yeah, it was yeah. basically just John Favreau and Dave Filoni just sitting up there, just talking with each other for most of it. Then they invited those three cast members out. And then we're just asking questions mm-hmm. directly. Um, whereas, we're paid to have like Stephen Colbert or somebody come right. in, right? Or Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis is perfect for it. Yeah, I he, love him. Yeah, yeah. So he did the uh, Clone Wars panel and was pretty great. Uh, yeah, like he's very—he is super charismatic. Oh, he totally is. Uh, uh, in in a lot of good ways, and and I I just liked it because it was a little bit bigger. I think um, mm-hmm. you know because once again Dave was there. Um, and the first part, he was joined by D. Ba- D. Bad- D. Bradley <laughs> Baker, uh, Ashley Eckstein. Sorry about that. And uh, Sam Whitworth. Yes. Oh, my God. So Which, it, it's a big deal. Sam Whitworth, uh, if you don't know, is it's Darth Maul. Yeah. He's um, Starkiller for some of your older fans out there. Yes. Actually, I don't know if you know this. He's going to be the protagonist in Days Gone. I did not know that. Yeah, either. he did the motion cap and everything. I didn't realize it till someone was like, "Yeah, he's got a new video game coming out." I was like, "That's Star Killer." I was like, "No, it's just <laughs> it's Deacon something." Sure. I want to get not? that game regardless because yeah. now I'm just gonna be going through the whole thing, just waiting for him to say Kenobi or something. You know, just <laughs> yeah. say it real low, Kenobi, whatever, just scream it to the heavens. Yeah. So. But, uh, <laughs> and, yeah, and just to reiterate, like Ashley Eckstein is Ahsoka. Ahsoka. D. And... Bradley Baker is everybody else. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> is all is. Literally all of the clone troopers. That's what I was saying. Like he had three different voices for it. Like I remember listening to an interview with D. Bra- D. Bradley Baker. God, that's like a tongue twister. And uh, he was talking, and he was saying that like when it came to him first doing the Clone Wars, you know, like they initially just asked him to do you know random aliens here, random aliens there, as well as the clones. And he tried to do every clone the same, but he realized that they were tr- they were building. They're all individuals. They're all individuals. You know, it's like. We're all the same, sir. We're meant to be expendable. It's like D. Bradley Baker goes, not to me. Yeah. And <laughs> just starts going crazy for it. Yes. So, but yeah, so I, I mean, he's he's a heart and soul. So is yeah. Ashley. So is Sam. And like yeah. all the other they, people that are involved with the show. Yeah. And they did like a fantastic job kind of like they did kind of one segment with each of those three. Yeah. Um, kind of, you know, setting up what their roles are going to be. Because those are probably, I mean, I think you could make an easy argument that those three are kind of the the defining characters of the Clone Wars. Really? You know, outside of the saga, so you don't have to consider the Mace Windus and Anakins and Obi-Wan's, Yoda's, and Grievous. Yeah. All right, so to that end, I mean, it makes perfect sense, like you said, because the whole siege of Mandalore and everything, Darth Maul's story, like, even though they kind of covered it in some of the comics, like, only one comic really kind of covered what happens. Right. There's no clear answer. Like, all you're left with is just what happens to him at the end of it. And, you know, it's really just open-ended. Yes. And it's not, it doesn't even do a good job of explaining how he ends up in Solo or anything like that. So that's right. why I'm curious to see where his story ends yeah. at that point. Yeah, and I wonder how like how far they might draw, drag that out. I mean, I don't think we're going to actually see them, like, connect all the way to Solo. No. But I wonder if it will at least plant the seeds of, like, okay, this, like... 
this is kind of where he goes after that. I mean, Sam Witwer, like, I feel like Dave was very on edge that he was about to, like, spoil it. Oh, my God. Um, well, and, I mean, think about it, man. Like, it's a big deal. Yeah. No, I wouldn't figure it would be this big a deal, but it's true. Like, well, you want to keep as many cards as close to the vest as possible. Yeah, I agree. Um, but he, uh, like, he just kind of was talking about, you know, for once, Maul kind of slows down and, and tries to, like, think about something as yeah. opposed to just being this Do little it. ball of hate that, yeah yeah uh <laughs> runs around and just if he can't kill it it's not his problem i Based, guess yeah um so uh so that was pretty great and then um and then they actually ended up bringing out a bunch of the rest of the cast they did bring out um uh like it's, tom, it's, tom yeah. kane and uh matt lanter <laughs> and matthew arnold taylor the uh, guy does uh, Obi Wan. Obi Wan, yeah. It's like James Arnold Taylor. I think. James Arnold Taylor. Yeah, You're right. That's the only um, other one that I know. Yeah. And then uh, Catherine Tambor or Tabor. Tambor. No, that's wrong. But, one of those. Yeah. Padme. Yes. And there was, I think, one other person. I think he's the guy that does Grievous. Yeah, which I mean, it probably doesn't even sound like it until like they do all the the heavy editing and yeah. everything. Well, partially. Well, yeah. Um, somebody like. They came out and like they were just having a lot of fun. I think they were probably drinking. But that's, that's the um, they were celebrating. If yeah, you yeah. Yes, I, I will. Uh, <laughs> but they uh, they came out and a lot of them just started going into character and doing their voices. Like uh, James Arnold Taylor, first thing he did was like, "Hello there." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of course, yeah, you have to do that. Uh, yeah, but I mean, and then Tom Kane jumped in and like did a did a Yoda, and then without like stopping like in mid word like switched over to his like new like the teleprompter voice from the start of the episode yeah, danger on nato chimodia yeah yeah uh, i always do that it's <laughs> kato nymodia i'm sorry <laughs> anyways i don't know i say it too fast um yeah. but you could tell they were having a lot of fun basically because they they're a cast that like it, it's all voice actors they work with each other every day yeah and i mean the same thing go with dave floating like they they've known each other for years yeah so i'm sure that they felt just at home yeah when it well, came that, to it that was partially what they were talking about that you know uh the the characters like matt lanter and, and uh, uh james arnold taylor and mm-hmm. and ashley Eckstein. they were like yeah, we've we've worked together. Well, some of them did the two D Clone Wars, actually. Yeah, that's true. Um, but then, like those characters were like, uh, yeah, we've like we started voice tracking for the Clone Wars movie in two thousand six. So it's been thirteen years that we've been working together. It's insane. Um, yeah, and and I th- I feel like that just really sh- like shined through the whole panel. And that's why I would say it was even like a better panel than the Mandalorian. Yeah. Just because like the true, like love and respect that those people had for one another and for the fans was just like, it was unparalleled to anything else at celebration. I agree. And just, I mean, just everything about it, like from what I know, cause I, I, I listened to uh, Rob Paulson. Uh, he has a podcast called talking tunes mm-hmm. and he's, he's, he's uh, interviewed Taylor. And I want to say he did Ashley Eckstein. I don't remember if he did or not, but a fair number of them, and the way he describes the voice, like the voice actor community, is just one big family. Right. So it makes perfect sense. Yeah. You know. You know. And so yeah. I, I would, I think just being in front of that crowd, especially them doing the voices and everything like that, you know, uh-huh. you had to have, you would have had to have a ball. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think it was, except when like you need that kind of 
<laughs> transistor kind of quality to the voice. Yeah. Like it was like the one guy came out and went, Roger, Roger. Yeah. And like it was really cool, but it wasn't quite right. Didn't sound like, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like it, it all, it all it takes is just a little bit of sound here and there. Yeah. But um, um, I mean, is there any points in the actual trailer that you want to bring up? I mean, anything that caught your eye? Well, sure. I mean, I guess if we're going to go that far. I mean, obviously, basically the first new footage that we see in the trailer is oh. Coruscant thirteen 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 thirteen, the thing that you and I have been obsessed with for a while. Yes. So I mean, yeah, it's not the video game that we were hoping for, but thirteen thirteen uh, is relative to a uh, a tier or yes. a level, a if level. you will. Yeah. Uh, in Coruscant's underworld. Yes. Not to make it sound so like criminal by saying underworld, but it's quite literally underneath the world. Right. So, you know, there was a point where Ahsoka looks up and her son is essentially whatever light peeks through the top. Yes. You know, so it's just hidden underneath. And there's thousands upon thousands. I mean, there's millions or trillions or billions, whatever you want to say. Like, there's tons of people down there. Yes. And so it's just her. She's abandoned the Jedi Order. She's on her own now. And, you know, she she feels all kinds of, you know, sad and lonely. And then, like we were saying before, D, uh, you hear D. Bradley Baker talk over, and it's Captain Rex, and he's talking about how he's lost all of his brothers over this war and everything. And that's that part got to me a little bit, because I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, oh, you know, like he's bringing up all the people that died. And I was like, yeah. that's right. Oh, <laughs> fives, fives, echo, heavy. It was like, oh, my God. <laughs> You know, so all that stuff. I mean, I love the new models for everybody too. Like yeah. they're, they're going, they're putting everyone in position for Revenge of the Sith, which I love. Like yes. they they gave Anakin a new hairstyle. Like yeah. uh, Obi Wan's no longer in the armor; he's just in his like actual robes and everything. So it's just exciting to see. You know. Yeah, I agree. And, and I mean, one of the other kind of new things that we got to see that was very, t- you know, <laughs> like this was like fan service done right, if yeah. I will, um, was. Uh, clone task force 99 rip 99 yeah so these are (laughs) and 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 like i feel like dave filoni's explanation of it was excellent he's like you know we the caminoans realized the potential of like these quote-unquote flawed troopers yeah and rather than have them you know delegated to normal latrine duty. duty or whatever they they are now serving a purpose and, and there's like, there was a little video of them during the panel yeah. outside of the trailer. That was like awesome. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well for the start, like the guy who like runs it, like we, you saw a picture of him all the way back when they first premiered the, the first trailer and he looks like a Rambo clone trooper. He's got yeah. the long hair. He's got the bandana and everything. Yeah. He's got the muddied up like armor and all this kind of stuff. So he's he's seen some stuff. Like he's been out there. He's been out in the dirt and he's been getting like you know mud under his fingernails and stuff like that. Not to mention that the rest of the crew is just like they're just weird. Like there's the obvious like big guy. There's the little guy with glasses. He's got to be the techie guy. Right. You know, it, it all the staples are there to make like a special task force. And the fact that it's called Task Force Ninety Nine, it was just like oh. Yeah. Come on. If for anyone doesn't know, ta- uh, uh, 99 was the name Trooper of... Trooper 99. Trooper yeah. 99, yeah. Uh, he was a uh, a clone that just... He didn't quite make the bark or something like that. I forget right. exactly how they explained it. Like, there was just... So- like, something went awry <laughs> when he was... Like, when his clone genome was being replicated or whatever. And so, like, he wasn't... Like, so he had this, like, slouch and he couldn't really, you know meet the physical criteria that the troopers were supposed to meet. Wasn't his like aging also super accelerated? Or yeah. Something? 
I mean, yeah. like he looked that way anyway. Yeah. I mean, essentially, uh, you imagine like the the hunchback. Uh, you know how the hunchback would look and talk, but he's like much skinnier. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, you know, and it's one of those things I see on on online all the time. It's just like, I'm a soldier, just like you. You know, he's doing his whole thing, and it's mm-hmm. like it's so sad. And everyone's yeah. just like, no. You know, he's like he was the best, and it's like, ah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so you know, all that around everything else looks like there's big battles going on yes. involve Mandalorians again. Yeah. Most likely. Uh, not is it Death Watch or well, what's the Maul's version of the Death Watch that like join him? Does he have a name for it? I don't remember. Uh, I, I don't remember either. Yeah, um, but we definitely see um, Bo Katan. Yes, she comes back. Yeah. Um. Then uh, what the hell? Um. Ah, there's a point where Ahsoka, uh, she gets new lightsabers. Yes. So, like new blue, blue. ones. Yeah. <laughs> and she just starts wrecking stuff. Like she like there's one epic shot before like it you know it cuts the black of her just grabbing onto a Mandalore's like jetpack while they're still wearing it and flying off with it like it's yeah. no big deal. Well, yeah. Well, so she flies into this like troop transport, literally takes out like six Mandalorians right like instantaneously. Yeah. And then the final one she cuts his gun in half or hers and <laughs> uh then like basically spins him around and like punches his his jetpack or it, hers yeah or hers and makes it fly it makes it fly and then they just like fly out and it was it's pretty ep- cool it's an awesome shot yeah. yeah and like i say it goes to just complete blackout then you just hear clunk clunk yeah clunk i was expecting kenobi Yes, and then there's Sam doing his Darth Maul, and all of a sudden Darth Maul and Ahsoka are going at it. And then, beep, Clone yeah. Wars, it's it's back. Uh, so I'm very excited. <laughs> oh man, uh, so I, I I think that about covers everything. Yes, quite honestly, I, yeah. I mean. There's so much that went on this weekend and so much more I know that we probably didn't bring up in the past three episodes that we've done. Yeah. But all the same, I'm glad that everyone was able to stick it out with us. Yes. Uh, I'm glad that we were able to, you know, show our enthusiasm off as yes. much as possible. Um, you know, as we were saying before, uh, you know, thank you so much for sticking around. And thank you for listening to us. And thank you for just giving us a shot. And hopefully you guys are just as excited as we are for the future projects of Star Wars to come into the light and show us the way and other, you know, motivational thing. But <laughs> all I'm trying to say is thank you, everybody. And we hope that you enjoyed this. And uh, check us out on iTunes. Check us out on Reggie's House Podcast. Uh, you know, uh, check out Games and That as well. Again, thank them for joining us last time. And... Uh, before you know it, you know, we'll be back uh, probably in a couple weeks just to give ourselves a little break. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll be back into our regular, you know, scheduling of programming stuff. Fortnightly. Fortnightly. Not, we're not going to talk about the video game. Trust no, me. No, d- trust me. We <laughs> will not talk about the video game. But, but if you look on our iTunes page, it does say that we release episodes fortnightly, which is accurate. I Typically, guess that's true. It's yeah. every two weeks. Two weeks is usually what we try for. So, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Regardless, I had a great time. Did you have a good time? It was a boring conversation anyway. I bet it was.